BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving and not so much, plus insider hair, makeup, and skin tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everyone. I'm Jill. And I'm Carlene. So what's happening, Carlene? What's happening? Well, we have a phone now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hotline bling. Yeah. We're not talking about our cell phones. We actually have a phone number. If you listen to our show every week, and we certainly hope that you do, you heard it for the first time last week when we ran a contest mm-hmm. for a pop socket. Sadly, that contest is over, but we're so excited to see whoever won a pop socket, you know, put it on the back of your phone, send us your selfies. We want to see them for sure. But that number is still open anytime. You guys can yeah. call us, send us your comments your questions. And what's that number, Jill? So it's 844-227-0302. So add us to your favorites in your contacts list. Basically, we're going to be using that outlet to hear from you guys, make it more of a conversation. If we tease like upcoming guests and you're like, oh, I really want to ask this person this thing, by all means, leave us a voicemail and let us know. Mm -hmm. And our tips and tricks or you know, just general feedback. We want to hear it all. So please do ring us up and we'll link to that number in our show notes as well. So you can have it for reference. So today's episode, we have a glow down segment and it's all about foundation. Last week, we talked about the best fall products that we are trying right now. We kind of skipped over foundation because so many launched this season, Mm -hmm. more than I've basically ever seen um, in a single season. And so Jill and I tried a whole bunch of them. We're going to talk about those at the very end of this episode, which ones we like the best and which ones we didn't like so much. There must have been like 20 plus. We're going to talk about those at the end of this episode. But first, Mm -hmm. we wanted to deliver the tips as we do. So we brought on a guest who is a red carpet makeup artist. She's got a celebrity clientele and she completely knows her way around foundation. She can tell you what's good and what's shit with a single swipe on her wrist. It's quite amazing. Jill, who's in the house? So we've got Melanie and Glasses in the house. She is, you know, got tons of clients. Like you mentioned, Olivia Wilde has been one of her clients forever. Um, who else? Yeah, well, I noticed when she was in Toronto for the film festival, she worked with Maya Hawk. So that would be the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. Ooh. She's a bit of an up and coming star. And if you're a fan of Stranger Things, as I am, mm-hmm. she was really like the breakout character of this past season. Okay. And I think she was she was obviously here for a film. I can't remember which one. 
And also at the Emmys, which took place more recently, she worked with Lena Headey, who is Cersei Lannister on Game of Thrones. So everybody who watches Game of Thrones, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, Melanie worked with her, but she works with a ton of people. And you were saying, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the interview. You were saying I would have loved her because she herself has this really laid back, cool, like French girl style, right? Yeah. I mean, super cool, great haircut, Mm -hmm. designer, you know, Isabel Moran, Gucci, everything, but like just mad cool and laid back and And no makeup. Like I think, yeah, she doesn't really wear makeup, which is interesting. So she's mad cool. And being French, I mean, French people are just so known for their skin and taking good care of their skin. So I was just very curious to get her perspective on foundation and how she applies it. And she's really well known for those great skin looks. So yeah. what and, better and guest? And no bullshit, right? Yeah, like exactly. Like French people are just going to tell you how it is. Totally. No beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that she sort of panders to brands. No. So in this episode, you're really going to get the real talk, the real talk yeah. about foundations, the do's, the don'ts, um, common mistakes a lot of us women are making. Yeah. So what are some of the big takeaways mm-hmm. that some of our listeners are going to be able to walk away with today? It was really fun because she actually brought her kit mm-hmm. and it was the first time I think ever that a makeup artist on the microphone was rustling around in her Love kit, it. pulling out favorites. Mm. She's going to give me the real talk on the Pat McGrath foundation. Okay. She's going to tell us about her biggest pet peeves about foundations and the ones that are launching right now. And like you mentioned, she, I gave her a few to play with at the very end of our interview and she literally could put it on the back of her hand and in one swatch tell me if it was a good foundation or not. And I was just, my mind was blown. Wow. I was fascinated by that. She is going to offer up some clues on how you can try that yourself so that when yes. you're in the store and yeah. that's all you can do and not try it on your face, you're going to be able to try and determine if it's actually a good foundation or not. Yeah. And stay tuned to the end because you and I test out a whole bunch and we're going to weigh in on those. But first we're going to start with skincare and how to prep your skin for foundation before you get your sponge or your brush or anything like that. So take it away, Melanie. Is there anything you do, anything you do with skin preparation that you think is essential, but most women at home are probably not doing? I mean, not everybody can afford a a facial Mm -hmm. monthly, but Mm -hmm. I think definitely exfoliating. You know, there's a lot of good exfoliator at different price point. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it depends what is your skin concern or what is your skin type. So if you have a dry skin, maybe exfoliating, get rid of some of the the dry skins and moisturizing. So it's basically trying to find a routine that works for your skin type. Yeah. And do you have a facial exfoliator that you really like that you find is gentle? I have some pads because I, I don't always have the luxury to say to my client, oh, go and wash your face with this and then water it because of the hair and everything. So I do have a pad. I have those pads from Arcona that are kind of exfoliating pad. Oh, So I just pick one pad and I'm allowed to, you know, just exfoliate the skin gently. Oh, cool. Now, when it comes to primer, I've heard that you... I never used a primer. Oh, you don't? In my life. Okay, interesting. So for me... I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with primer. Mm-hmm. I don't use primer mm-hmm. at all. Okay. I work with so many different clients, different results. Sometimes I want different finishes. Yeah. And I don't want to throw a primer that I'm not sure how um, the foundation is going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Is it going to glide? Is it going to give me a little residue? 
So I don't use primer. Well, you know what? Charlotte Tilbury doesn't use primer either. A lot of makeup artists don't. No. I think you're really like really for it or you're like, it's not for me. Yeah, no, it's not for me. I've never used a primer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. What about finding your right shade? Right. And what do you do if you are shopping in a drugstore or online for a foundation? Like, is there a shortcut to finding your exact right shade? I mean, I wouldn't shop for the first time online Mm -hmm. for a foundation. Yeah. (laughs) I would say if you shop in a drugstore or if you shop in a department store, if, you know, get a mirror, have a mirror on you, have the lady or the cell person or yourself use a little foundation really by your jawline, mm-hmm. go outside. Even if it's three floor up, the day, you know, the daylight is the only way. Yeah. I'm always so amazed. I just, Barney's, we did the entire beauty basement. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but the light is it's blue. So if you go at a natural light and you see, you can see the foundation, like what are you looking for? Are you looking for it to disappear on the skin or what are you looking for to know you have your match? I mean, you're looking for a color match. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the most important. I mean, some women like a very light foundation mm-hmm. as far as texture. Some women like a little more coverage. So disappearing into the skin, yes, but it's not always if you have, if you're like a thicker coverage, you know, it might not disappear. Some women like you know, a little more coverage over the face. But mm-hmm. what I'm looking for is definitely a color match. What I'm struggling with right now in the foundation industry is the colors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And maybe somebody can tell me. There are a lot of them are peach, rose, warm tone, mm-hmm. red based tone. I never use red based tone. I don't have red based tone in my kit. Mm-hmm. Even if, let's say, you had a more warm undertone, I would counteract it with a cold undertone. Mm -hmm. So I would never use a warm undertone foundation, even like a light pink, never. I wonder why that that is. You know what? That's a good question. Uh, All the high-end brand, they do really peachy, rosy, warm undertone. I mean, maybe another makeup artist has another point of view. Yeah. I use only yellow base, Mm -hmm. cold undertone. Interesting. Unless we're going to the really dark shade. Yeah. You know, those are warm. Yeah. Those are red. You know, you wouldn't put a yellow base. Right. Because that would go ashy. Right. And maybe 2% of my client have a red undertone if you're very, very fair. Right. Maybe with red hair. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. What do you think of the trend of so many shades? Of there being like 60 shades. Well, it's different because for me, I mean, you'll see in my kit, I have yeah. four shades. Guys, she has her kit here and I'm just like dying over it. It's so good. And I have four shades and I yeah. can probably do everything with four shades. But I understand wow. that, you, you know, nobody wants to buy two $70 foundation to try to find the perfect shade. Right. So they try to make as many shades as you as you can. So, I mean, it's a lot of shade. I think it's very overwhelming, although they are trying to make it a little more easy to understand, you know, warm, mm-hmm. warm neutral. Right. But even that, I find that sometimes it's not even universal mm-hmm. how they shade it. Right. One company warm is yellow. The other company warm is red. Yeah. Like I'm confused. Yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. And you're a professional. I'm a professional. Oh my goodness. What about concealer before foundation? What's the correct order? What do you, what do, you do? Concealer is tricky. I would say for, as a makeup artist, mm-hmm. one of the hardest things for me is concealer. Mm-hmm. What do you want to conceal? If you have dark blue, you know, undertone, uh, if you have puffy under eye, mm-hmm. you know, um, what is the right order? I mean, my order is foundation, then concealer. Yeah. 
Yes. And I always, what I do is, unlike a foundation, which is yellow base, my concealers are all peach base. Interesting. Right. Okay. To kind of counteract that blueiness. Mm-hmm. So for like underneath the eye. For underneath the eye. Mm-hmm. But what I do try to do is blend them both a little, you know, what I, I work on a concealer, but then I'll go over with a foundation. Okay. So you will like put the foundation over and then you'll like put the concealer on the back of your hand or something and right. then go in. Yeah. Right. With your fingers. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite concealer right now that you're sort of reaching for a lot? I mean, obviously that guy is a classic. The Clédipo. Oh, the Clédipo. The Clédipo. I'm loving the Clédipo pencil, which is a more dewy. This and is luminous. kind of like their version of a Touchecla, right? It is their version of a Touchecla. So Touche guys, it's called the Corrector, Radiant Corrector for Eyes Pen from Cletipo. I actually have this at home and I didn't really, haven't tried it yet. And this is my little pro tip. Oh, this one is empty. We got to get a picture of this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not really a concealer, it's a highlighter oh, under the eye. Okay. And that's actually, Cameron Diaz gave me that tip. Okay. She doesn't use concealer. She only used highlighter under the eye. Oh. And since she gave me that tip, I'm using it all the time. It's empty. And sometimes I mix it with both. Or I do the concealer first and then reapply to bring some light. So this is the benefit. Ooh. Ooh la lift. Ooh la lift. It's really kind of shimmery. Yeah. If you were to describe it, it's like an eye brightening. It's an eye brightening. Eye brightening effect. Not a concealer, you mm-hmm. know. So what about setting sort of under the eye if you are doing the concealer? What do I you mean, use? I use, that's my secret. I use... Laura Mercier. Laura Mercier? Yes. Mm-hmm. When I started makeup, I assisted Val Garland and she had, at the time, there was one and two of those. Right. Now, I think there's only one. Right. But that was her little secret. That's the only powder I use under the eye. Yeah. Yes. It's so thin. People are like, oh, powder under the eyes. Yes. It's so thin. It stops the creases, bring the light back in. Yeah, I wouldn't and use, sets everything. And sets everything. I wouldn't use any other pad under the eye. Hmm. I have this one as well. And recently I started using a different one and I was like, I got to go back to this one. This one is really good. It's the best. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's very, very fine. It's bright and it's lovely. Yeah, so good. Okay, I want to talk about skin type and foundation because I feel like this is another tricky thing. So if you're working with like a younger client, like you had a lot of younger clients this week during TIFF who maybe has a bit oilier skin, they might tend to look shinier. And since you don't use primer, what foundation do you reach for and what would be an essential? Well, I'm in love with the new Chanel. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Can we, you say the name of it? It's a Chanel Le Teint Velvet. Okay. I'll tell you why. It's, it's light. It's mm-hmm. a light coverage, mm-hmm. but it kind of sets really well. It needs no powder. You should touch it. Okay. It's so lovely. Let me touch your hand. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's really silky. It's a little silky. velvety, mm-hmm, silky. Mm-hmm. Once it's set, the skin still can shine through. Okay. No powder needed. Mm. I'm not a big fan of powder. Yeah. And this I like. So I like that for more of a matte skin and I'm in love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, guys. Newsflash. She has the Pat McGrath. We haven't been able to get our hands on it, so I need to know everything. It's amazing. So this is what you would use on an oilier skin type? No, I use, okay. use an oilier skin type. Right. Sorry. And then... This on a... Um, normal to dry yeah what do you like about the pat mcgrath talk to us it's so fluid yet has coverage it doesn't have a velvety powder finish like this like i like also but it's it doesn't shine i can't explain it it's just a pretty perfect magic it's magic everyone And her, her colors are pretty amazing really yes so it lives up to the hype is what i'm oh, hearing it does look at yeah. this 
Oh, yeah. You can see, but it has a luminosity to it. Can you see? Okay. Does it remind you of anything else? Like were you, when you got it in your yes. hands, were you like, oh, she used luminous silk and like, did you well, think yeah, she tested? That's one of my favorite too. Yeah. And she made this. Yeah. Right. Right. Pat McGrath developed mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, go figure. Go figure. So this was, this has been one of my favorite foundation in my kit for years. Okay. So yes, of course. You think this one's better? Yes. Uh, now so we're gonna have to spend how much is it i gotta 70 go bucks. 70 bucks now i gotta go buy this thank you melanie oh, thank you welcome <laughs> but you see it has a really like a shine to it yeah well this is more matte which i love also for a different kind of right. skin when you are testing a foundation like for a red carpet because you know you're going to come to the festival right like do you know like right out of the gate when you test this pat mcgrath yeah. that it's going to be good yeah. for the red carpet you're just like this is this is amazing. Yes. I don't need to put it under lights. I don't need to know. No. How do you know right away? Well, first of all, because of who she is. Yeah. You know, right there. Yeah. You know, if she can develop a good foundation, who can? Yeah. So, yes. And then I'm just so used to touching foundation all day. Yeah. I know how they move. I know how they, yeah, I just know how they move. I know how they look. I mean, I have tried some new foundation, some client and I take a step back. I'm like, oh, no, let's just take this down straight away. It happens rarely. But it happens. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is way too much fun. She's got all of her kit out now. Mm -hmm. I'm making her take everything out. Oh, Uh, and hold on. Okay. This is also a very, very good foundation. Charlotte Tilbury. Light Wonder. Light Wonder. Yes. 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 When would you use that one? You know, I go in and out. I mean, I I do have to say, Mm -hmm. since I got this maybe a month ago. The Pat McGrath. The Pat McGrath, sorry. Yeah. Now I'm obsessed. Yeah. But before that, it was Giorgio Armani and it was the Light Wonder. The Light Wonder really definitely has a luminosity to it. Mm -hmm. It's really luminous, but it can be buildable. What about someone who has very sensitive skin? What do you do to make sure that they don't look red at all or they don't have a reaction or... Anything, what type of foundation do you really trust? I mean, funny enough, you're saying I don't have a client that have a very sensitive skin, mm-hmm. but if I did or very red, then I would probably use a primer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would. If I work with a client for the first time and she's, you know, normally when you work with actresses, because the nature of the job, mostly they have it under control. Mm-hmm. Um, so you arrive and they're like, oh, well, I work with this and I love it. And you're like, great. Yeah, okay. If they wouldn't, if they didn't have that, I would probably search for a mattifier or uh, a primer that would counteract some of the redness. Yeah. Like sensitive skin primer redness. Okay. Yes. That's good. And then in these ones that you have in your kit, your trusted ones, the Giorgio Armani, the Charlotte, like you've never had any trouble with any sensitivities. No, yeah. No, okay. No, that's no, good. No. Now, what about a woman who's like maybe a bit more mature, has some lines, has some wrinkles. They, a lot of actresses are very not sensitive, but like a little bit shy. They don't want that showing up on camera on film in photos. What do you do? What are some tricks to make sure that those lines are smooth on the skin or that the foundation doesn't settle at all? Right. I mean, there is, I think there's a myth with older, uh, older women mm-hmm. that you shouldn't powder mm-hmm. uh, because powder goes into the line. Uh, I think that's a myth as long as your powder is very fine, talc-free and goes on smoothly. I mean, when I work with an older actress, I, I don't really have a problem like that. You know, I just, I'm just trying to keep it Still a very dewy skin. I, for me, there's nothing, not worse, but there's, it's not good to have an older skin that is powdered. Yeah. So I try to find a foundation or I work with one of my foundation that I know has a dewiness to it, a luminosity to the skin. Mm-hmm. So it's, it covers, 
maybe I work with uh, a luminous foundation and then work with some concealer in some of the area that needs a little more coverage. But still, I'm just really trying to keep the skin showing. Yeah. What is the one mistake women are making that makes them look older with makeup? For me, it's definitely uh, the black liner, like the black liner curse. Okay. (laughs) Black liner curse. Like the Kate Middleton effect? I don't know. Kate Middleton. Yeah. I mean, can she look old? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's having the same, like closing your eyes up, having that black liner. I always, I mean, I think the most common thing that the most, the most common question I have from women over 30, 35 is like, oh, can you help me with my eyes? Mm-hmm. I use this black eyeliner. And I was like, okay, let's throw this away. Mm-hmm. How about using a dark burgundy, mm-hmm. a dark gray, a dark brown? You know, so for me, a black eyeliner, unless you're doing a wing mm-hmm. on a young girl, a young eye, unless you're doing a 60s look, mm-hmm. I don't think no woman should wear black eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And especially not black liquid eyeliner. So black eyeliner for me, age, for this isn't the big thing for me is a black eyeliner yeah. and maybe undefined eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what age for me, a woman. Mm-hmm. What about like if they wear like a, a mattifying foundation or something that's too matte? Can that make you look older? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so many different mm-hmm. example, but I would say, yes, if you wear a cakey foundation, that kind of, well, as we said, what, what you want from a foundation is that it kind of sink into your skin, mm-hmm. whatever it's matte, whatever it's dewy, you want it to sink in. You want it to push it in. Mm-hmm. Also, we can talk about how you apply your yeah, foundation. Exactly. What you don't want is that like a mask sitting on top, you know, unless you're this, the lovely Miss Kardashian. Yeah. Who looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, Because Mario is amazing. Yeah, fully beat face. Fully beat face, but <laughs> it doesn't matter because she looks stunning. Yeah. So let's talk about application. Brushes versus fingers versus beauty blender. What's your favorite way to apply foundation and why? I'm a beauty blender girl. Okay. It's costing me a fortune, by the way. Just, <laughs> hey, beauty blender, just so you know, at $15 an egg, Yeah, I need like five a day. I'm a beauty blender girl. Why? Because I do, you know, it's funny because when it came out, I remember when the beauty blender came out before she was the first one to, to bring the beauty blender. Now there's so many copies. Mm-hmm. And by the way, somehow none of them are as good as the beauty blender Definitely itself. Definitely agree. So that's, and I've tried others, cheaper one. Yeah. Doesn't work the same. They don't wash the same. They don't wet the same. And I remember when it came out, I was like, ugh. What is that? Look just like a a tricky thing. Uh, an egg shaped regular sponge. That's right. what you think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then once you wet it and it kind of expands and it's light, and then you put your foundation on and then you press your foundation with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it sinks the foundation in the skin. It's push it in. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, I've tried some time. If I run out of beauty blenders, I tried. I don't mind also buffing yeah. a foundation on with. You know, MAC has a brush that's like black and white. It's like it started a little narrow and it goes like that with lots. Yeah, it's like a stippling brush almost. And they have the big one and the small one. Yeah. I like the small one and I like to buff it. But I still kind of like the egg. Yeah. The most. Yeah. And just to clarify for everyone, if you're out there and you're using your beauty blender dry, that's wrong. You got a wet squeeze bounce. Let's talk exactly about what you do. Do you pump the foundation onto your hand? Yes. And then you take your beauty blender and you put it in that foundation yes. and then you apply it on the face. Correct. And you start in the center and move out. I start in the center and move mm-hmm. out. Correct. Mm-hmm. How much foundation do you use? Do you use like, say if you're using George Armani Luminous Silk, how big of a pump are we talking when you pump it out? 
Are you talking about like a dime size? Well, I do say as a makeup artist, we we waste a lot of foundation, but mm-hmm. I would say I start like this. Okay, so it's like a dime size. A dime size, uh, yeah, for the whole face, <laughs> maybe. And then and maybe then build on that. Yeah, and then build on that. Yeah, yeah. We waste a lot of foundation. Yeah, we waste <laughs> we waste a lot of foundation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's Why like not? a dollar a pump, guys. Yes. Yeah, go for it. On a fifteen dollar egg. So okay, that's good to know. And when would you use your fingers? You know, you can always. I mean, when it's your own face and your own fingers, go for it. When it's your a client, it's not always. I use my fingers sometime. You know, I need to know the client. I need to know the client is okay with it. Not all clients like to have fingers on their face. Mm-hmm. I do use my fingers sometime when I need a little more blending because the warmth of your finger. So I would do it definitely. I would under the eyes. Yeah, I use my finger under the eyes because I can't really get in. With the beauty blender, uh, I use a flat brush to apply the concealer, so it's more targeted. Mm-hmm. But I would say at the end, I'll push. Yeah, I push it through to blend it all. To blend it all. If you do have a really dry patch of skin or eczema or something, how do you work around that as an artist to make sure it doesn't look like you have foundation sticking to dry skin? Well, I would definitely maybe I use so I moisturize the whole face, but mm-hmm. if she has a specifically dry patch, maybe mm-hmm. I'd calm it down with an eight-hour cream. Mm-hmm. Or something to really try to, uh, like a papa, Lucas mm-hmm. pop or yeah. something, like an ointment to try to calm it down first, do the skin and then wipe it off. Okay. So it's a little more moisture, less dry, mm-hmm. and then try to put some foundation On in. On top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question about setting sprays. I think I'm going to know your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do not own a setting spray. <laughs> what I mean, What's your feeling on setting sprays? Do we need them? What's What's your take? I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I understand it's a, it's a, a market Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need a setting spray and, and a primer. I, I mean, different makeup artists, for me, my philosophy is definitely about the skin. Yeah. Sure, there's, there's a lot of great foundation on the market. And I do feel that if you have a good skincare routine and a good foundation, do you need a setting spray unless you are Ariana Grande on stage? I'm not sure. But if you do have an oily skin and you feel that your foundation, if you feel that maybe your makeup moves the whole day, doesn't stay still, sure, mm-hmm. try a primer. Try a setting spray. So we've looked in your kit and I've actually brought like three foundations that are new to me this fall that I have not tried yet, but I want your take on them. Just first impressions. Okay. First one sitting in front of you is the RMS Uncover Up Foundation. It's in a jar. It's like a solid and there's a little spatula there. So we all know RMS Beauty. Love RMS. Love RMS. So I'm actually wearing this one today. I'm curious to see what you you think of it. It's quite a rich texture. It almost feels like... It reminds me a lot of that guy. Of the Kevin O'Quinn? Yes. Mm. It's as thick as the Kevin O'Quinn. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it has a good coverage, but I can still... It has a luminosity to it. Mm-hmm. My thing is, how am I going to use my beauty blender to apply that? Because it's like in a thick... Like that. Yeah. Thing. There's a little spatula. Thing? thing? Okay. There's a little spatula. Put the Get the color out of the jar. Put it on your back of your hand. Warm it up and then put your beauty blender yeah. in that. That's what I did this morning. I actually like it. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. I might ask her to send me some. Mm-hmm. I feel like when she had such an iconic product with the Uncover Up Concealer that she's probably not going to mess this up. Right. Kind of like a Pat McGrath, right? Well, and also, I mean, I'm sorry, but when you have, you're such an amazing makeup artist, mm-hmm. years of experience, of course, you're not going to mess that up versus having a brand that has no makeup artist, you know, developing it. So, I mean, she's amazing. Uncover foundation. Yeah, that's cool. a 10 out of 10 for 10, me. Okay, I love that. Okay, what about this one? This is the Fenty Beauty Pro Filter Hydrating Longwear Foundation. So this is longwear and it's not as mattifying as the 
original Fenty. I don't know if you've tried. So give that a first impression for me. So this is the Fenty Beauty. And I'd be curious. The other one that she had before was so matte. You had to work with it so incredibly quickly. So I think this one's a little more hydrating. Sorry, Rihanna. (laughs) Don't be mad. (laughs) We still love you. We still love you. You still... Um, so like in two seconds, you know the difference. What is the, what is so it articulated to, to me? Yeah. It moves. It, it's really hard to blend. Yeah. You know, yes, it's, uh, it's just harder to blend. You know, sometimes when you have, uh, same with the moisturizer, either you go, you put a little bit and either yeah. it goes in straight away yeah. or you have to like rub work it, it in. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to work that foundation. I don't hate it. Yeah. You know, but I don't love it neither. I probably would not use it. Okay. Good to know. All right. This one is the third and last one. I think I, I know you, Rihanna. Gonna, I think Anna, we love Rihanna. Come on our show. This is from Kat Von D and I'll be very curious to see well, what Kat you Von think D of is this. probably quite thick, right? So this is called True Portrait and this is her liquid to powder foundation. Um, shake well, it says. And the color that we have here is medium. So this is not, a, it's liquid to powder matte finish. So this is a very skin perfecting medium coverage foundation. That's what it says. Compared to the oh, law. Okay. I like it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I might talk nonsense, but I feel he has a lot of silicone though. Probably. I can I, guys, this is amazing to me. I could watch you do this all day, Melanie, because it's literally two seconds you had it out and you know you already know. I mean, it feels really nice. First but- ingredient, dimethicone. You knew it. <laughs> is that silicone? Yeah. Yeah. I can, you can feel it. Yes. Which is great. Well, no, silicone is not great, but it, it has an f- easy feeling, mm-hmm. but super oily. Yeah. I like the feeling. It moves well. I don't mind the, the smell, but I can feel it's really heavy in silicone. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how that would wear on the skin. Exactly. I want to see how that would move. My first instinct is, oh yeah, you know, see, I like it's versus this guy. Yeah. That just sits. You know, but this is also a little too liquidy. Right. In a Mm. way. So of the three that you've put on your hand today, which one you would buy? RMS. RMS. Yeah, for sure. That feels really nice. The Kat Von D. On my hand. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be so good on. It'd be interesting to see how it wears. This is so Did you touch it? Um, Not yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, touch it, touch it. You'll see what I mean. This this color is way too dark for me. But you'll see what I mean about the silicone. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this on my face? I've been wearing the RMS on my face. I didn't really set it though, so. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. It's maybe a little dry around your nose yeah, though. Yeah, I know. I need to, I was like blowing my nose all morning. So I need to like get that. Oh yeah, no. You I see, see what exactly I mean? what you it's mean. It's that silky feeling. Yeah. It's silicone. You're like, yeah, can't it fool me, Kat Bendy. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So I think that that's all my questions. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of this has been so much fun. Oh my God. Let's pause for a moment to hear about one of our awesome show sponsors. You know, we recently celebrated 1 million total downloads and we have our listeners to thank for that. We love our pod fam. Yeah, but we can't forget about our partners like Four Sigmatic. They're basically like family at this point. They help us with all of our production costs so we can release Breaking Beauty episodes every single week. And Four Sigmatic has kind of 
become part of our get ready routine right here in the studio. We come in, we throw on the kettle, rip open a sachet, stir and boom, instant coffee. But like the cooler millennial version. For sure. It's all about the magic of mushrooms and it's got to have those top quality Arabica beans, fair trade. It's basically coffee made with mushrooms. Doesn't taste like mushrooms at all. And I'm actually discovering a new one today. It's the mushroom mocha with chaga mushrooms. So it's kind of like a sweeter taste and compared to the lion's mane one that I normally drink. Mm -hmm. And it's loaded with chaga mushrooms to help improve immune function. I need that. The back to school germs are already flying. Well, we have a special offer for Breaking Beauty listeners. You can get 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase when you go to foursigmatic.com slash beauty or use the discount code beauty at checkout. And there's free shipping within the United States. So go to foursigmatic.com. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash beauty for 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase or use discount code beauty at checkout. Once again, thank you everyone for listening. And now back to today's episode. So let's talk about some of the foundations we loved and not so much. What was your all-time fave? Oh, it's a really hard thing. Okay. Well, my all-time fave since I tried it in her kid is the Pat McGrath. Honestly, I am buying that. It's oh, 90 yeah. bucks. Yeah. I loved it. I loved how it went on. She tried some on me. Without question, I'm going to Sephora to buy that. Okay. I thought it was amazing. But of the ones that I personally tried and wore, I have to give big ups to the Smashbox Studio Skin Full Coverage 24-Hour Wear Foundation. Mm -hmm. And this one you tried, I believe, at their event. I did try it at the event, yes. So this one is... 36 US dollars, 48 Canadian dollars. Mm -hmm. It is 40 shades, Mm -hmm. waterproof, sweat proof, transfer proof, and it is definitely full coverage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I I would say a little goes a long way. And that's probably my biggest tip with using this foundation. Mm -hmm. It is a completely weightless feel, but probably some of the most full, full coverage that I've Mm -hmm. ever experienced. So I think when people take it out of the tube, they'll put on the same amount they would put on for like their luminous silk or another foundation that they love to use. And it's way too much. Mm -hmm. You think you have enough, like scale back on it by half. Okay. And then use your beauty blender to put it on. I find this looks really great with a primer underneath. Mm -hmm. And I especially love how my skin looks in photos and on camera when I am wearing this foundation. Mm -hmm. No surprise there because that is Smashbox's MO, right? The whole studio skin idea. Now, Tati from Glam Life Guru, the YouTuber, Mm -hmm. said that this was probably her favorite foundation she had tried in years. Okay. Well, that's saying a lot. Now, how would you describe the finish? It's a matte finish, Mm -hmm. but like almost like a satin matte. I didn't feel like it was all cakey on my face or it was settling or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And so that's why it's a winner for me Mm because I felt like I was wearing nothing. Yeah. There's a lot of full coverage foundations out there that I've tried, especially wearing on camera, like the Locket Foundation from Kat Von D. Mm-hmm. I find it looks good, but every time I touch my face, it's like I feel it. Right, right. This one, you don't feel anything. So yeah. it's a real winner in terms of that innovation. And I think the price point too on this is really good. It's under $50. Yeah, yeah. And compared to the Pat McGrath is $90. I know. You know? Well, that's outrageous. It's meant to be a long wear, is it not? 24 mm-hmm. hour 24 wear. Hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 So some of these claims though, I just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know where they're what this testing actually mm-hmm. involves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about my favorite yeah. foundation. I probably tried 
around eight, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, that are launching this season. My favorite was the Charlotte Tilbury Airbrush Flawless Foundation. It's 44 US dollars, 53 in Canada, and it is full coverage and long wear. So Mm -hmm. in that sense, I would say it would be similar to the Smashbox. Mm -hmm. It's in 44 shades, if I didn't say that already. And what I like about this foundation is I just want to tell you what foundations previously I've used and enjoyed. So I was a big fan of the Beauty Blender Bounce Liquid Whip Longwear Foundation, Mm -hmm. which similarly would be like a full coverage, weightless, velveteen matte finish. And the NARS Luminous Matte Foundation is another one that's Mm -hmm. sort of in this vein. So I like a natural looking matte, kind of a semi-matte. I really like a velvety type of finish. I have like combination skin, so I can get a little bit oily in the Mm T-zone. And I find if I use any kind of like really radiant foundation, I just look oily all over. So mm-hmm. just bear that in mind because obviously everybody has different tastes, um, but that's where I'm coming from. And that's mm-hmm. why I like this one the best. Mm-hmm. I really felt like this foundation gave me like a porcelain finish. Mm-hmm. And I want to define what I mean by that because I don't mean white. Mm-hmm. I really mean that texture. Like if you flip over a porcelain plate, the part where it's not glazed and it's just like that really fine texture, but it's very even. She would describe it like in the media kit and everything, it says poreless, but it's like almost it gives you this refined pore look. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like I find sometimes with a natural looking foundation, that's all fine and good, but it's like my pores are just hanging out. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't love that. So, you know, this foundation is called airbrush. And I think that's why it really gives you this like blurred kind of faux perfect look. How did you put it on? So that's really key. And it's funny because I know when you were talking to me about it, you were like, you have to work with it really fast. Mm -hmm. And I didn't actually really know what you were talking about. So I put it on my hand and then I stippled it on, Mm -hmm. you know, by just like pressing it all over my face. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And I thought that was, that really gave me that airbrush finish, but I did decide to try it with just my fingers as well. Mm -hmm. Completely different experience. And that's when I was like, whoa, more like what you said. I was like, if you just put it on with your fingers, you're going to get this mound of makeup and you're like, whoa, I got to blend. I have well. Yeah. Yeah. So just that's definitely a a great tip Mm -hmm. and uh, to mention anything else you liked. Yes, a brand new foundation that's been a long time coming. And this is the RMS Beauty Uncover Up Cream Foundation. Everybody knows and loves the Uncover Up Concealer. Never leaving my makeup bag. Yeah, this is <laughs> this foundation is 52 US dollars, 68 Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. There are 16 shades, but I will say I was very impressed with the breadth of shades. Mm-hmm. It addresses uh, darker skin tones and it also has shades relevant for quite light and fair skin tone. So I felt like there was a good spectrum, even though there's 16, but it's not like, it's not 40 shades, but I felt like in the range, she addressed a large array of skin tones. This was a really long time in the making because when you have such a cult product, like the Uncover Up concealer, you don't want to mess this foundation up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's really interesting of some of our favorites here. They were created by makeup artists, right? Mm -hmm, True. And it's, it's not 
I just really trust when a makeup artist has their name on the package that they're really doing their best to make sure a foundation is top notch. Mm -hmm. This is in a jar, a glass jar, and it's about, it feels like a paperweight in your hand. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about it is that it's a solid foundation. When you look inside the jar, it looks like a balm and it comes with a little silver spatula. So that's Mm -hmm. what the biggest difference is, is you kind of scrape some product off the top. You need very little and you put it on the back of your hand or on a palette. And then I use my beauty blender to apply it. Now, mm-hmm. based on the ingredients alone, I should not like this product. <laughs> it's coconut co- oil? Yeah, coconut oil, as she's well known for using as the base of a lot of her products. But I just found the way it went on my skin and then how my skin looked afterwards. This is like what I would love to wear like on a weekend. It just looked like my skin was radiant and luminous and like I had no makeup on and certainly felt that way. Mm -hmm. I feel as though people who say they don't wear foundation or don't like foundation will love this product. Based on my skin type being oily, I shouldn't like this. Mm -hmm. I really shouldn't, but it's just such a good formula. I found it stayed on my face. It didn't sink. And I'm just going to interject for a moment. If you go back and listen to our RMS episode where we interview the founder, Rosemary Swift, she explains the type of coat. She goes to great lengths to use a coconut oil that is skin compatible. That's not going to clog your pores or cause you to break out. Out. So go back and listen to that episode. She really explains it the best. So that would explain why you don't you don't hate on this, even though it has straight oil in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it really does mimic natural, youthful looking skin. If you want like a dewy, radiant finish, this is the one mm-hmm. for you. I think in the wintertime, I'll probably reach for this a little bit mm-hmm. more. Okay. And you feel like you're wearing nothing. And I know that she recommends how to put this on. She says, apply it with like, I think she has like a skin to skin oil. Okay. And then she says, put this on after afterwards. So you get like more radiance coming through. I would say this kind of, this texture is not unlike the texture of the Kira Weiss, which we've talked about before and really liking. Yeah. Very similar, solid kind of thing. Cream. Also thought I would not like that one and they surprised me. And of course this is all natural. I forgot about that one. I like that one, the cream compact. Yeah. This from RMS, don't forget, obviously I should have said off the top, Rosemary Swift, her whole MO is this is all natural makeup. So a lot of the ingredients are organic. I know a lot of our listeners are really into all natural Mm -hmm. products. So I think that's a big win in the all natural category. Absolutely. I mean, the foundation has to be like the last frontier in terms of nailing the formula. Well, I can't wait to try it myself. Mm -hmm. I did want to call out another foundation that would be more suitable toward drier skin types Mm -hmm. or even just normal or aging because not everybody likes even a semi-matte, which is what I called out as my fave. So one to try is the Laura Mercier Tinted Moisturizer natural skin perfector. It's $59 US and 56 in Canada. And it is a reformulation of the cult classic. So most people know, I think it was a lot of our first entree into tinted moisturizer period. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably the first to the market Mm -hmm. was the Laura Mercier. So it, and I did ask, I was like, has this, is this one of those products that are constantly tweaked and reformulated through the years. And they said, no, this is the first time. Unfortunately, I left all my notes at home. I'm so sorry, guys. It was written in a beautiful Laura Mercier notebook. Um, but because of that, I don't have I don't have it in my phone or on my computer. So it's the first time, I, was, I think it's been 20 years since that cult product came yeah. out. It's the first reformulation. So yeah. 
definitely something worthy of trying. This one has no parabens now, um, which is good. They say that they've also added more skincare ingredients. Of mm-hmm. course, that's that was always the idea with tinted moisturizer is that it's going to have skincare ingredients. Yeah. So vitamin C and vitamin E. They've also extended the shades. So there's now 20 shades, which again, isn't a huge number, but it is a sheer formula. That's mm-hmm. another hallmark of tinted moisturizer. Mm-hmm. When you have a sheer formula, you can get away with more because obviously it's just not sitting on your face like something cakey. Yeah. So it has a very natural finish to it. I found for my own skin type, it was quite glowy, maybe a little too glowy for me, the Mm -hmm. end result. But it was also on those days when we were experiencing our second summer Mm. here. So the temperature was quite warm. Potentially in the winter, I will go back to this product um, and like it more. And again, it it just depends on your skin type. Mm. Are they classifying that as a foundation? It is a tinted moisturizer. But one thing I was going to say is as much as it is quite sheer, I did find I if I mean, maybe this is my imagination, but I think it's a little thicker than the original formula. Okay. I like thicker consistency or thicker consistency. And I think it gives you a little more coverage, in my opinion. Maybe they're going after the it cosmetics customer, which is me. (laughs) It's it's definitely possible. I actually was quite surprised when I put it on my skin because although it does go on sheer, it's a quite a thick formula here. You can try it. Mm -hmm. I found like it was a little bit goopy. Like you can tell Mm -hmm. there's a bit of silicone in there. Okay. Which, like I said, you know, if you have literal dry flakes on your skin, then, you know, that's not maybe the worst thing. But a lot of people are really silicone averse. If you have acne prone Mm -hmm. skin, a lot of people avoid it because they're worried about clogging. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, something that I think is worth a test drive. Yeah. I'm just going to finish with one product that I found it a little tricky to get the hang of, but I thought the result was pretty good. And that's the MAC Studio Fix Soft Matte Foundation Stick, 31 US dollars. And it's about, it's just under 40 Canadian. This one, I don't love a stick application. So I kind of struggled with this and it looks like the size of a concealer. It's not a lot Mm -hmm. of product in it. You tried this one too, right? Yeah. It's a little taller. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of the old Bobbi Brown Mm -hmm. foundation sticks. Well, Mac is just so iconic when it comes to foundation. So I definitely wanted to give it a go. And it's under the Studio Fix umbrella, which is obviously another cult classic. Iconic. And they have so many shades as Mm -hmm. well. I think there were, oh my gosh, over 30 shades for sure. But this is one of those ones where I just felt like I couldn't really putting the stick like directly on my face. I thought it was going to be like quicker to work it in. But I had to like do a lot more work to get it to blend the way I wanted it to. But then once I finally did get it on my face and I had this like sort of soft matte finish, people did compliment my skin. So thanks for tuning in, you guys. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a